my first apartment in Tallahassee was I had a two bedroom, two bathroom for I think six eighty. That's so nice. By (laughs) yourself? Yeah, I lived by myself. It was six eighty for a two bedroom, two bathroom. It was right off of a lake, off of Lake Jackson. And so, like, literally, my patio. What are you counting? I'm counting how much my rent is times that. (laughs) (laughs) It's five times. That's how how much. How much is your rent? Uh, twenty seven hundred. Oh Lord. I know. Wait a minute. Where where are you at again? I'm in St. Pete, Tersburg. Is St. St. Pete, is their rent high like that? Or is it because of where you live or what? Um, Both. It is on the higher end, but I live in a nice complex um, that's got two business centers, two gyms, two coffee centers, a free so coffee. The so. amenities. I'm bougie. It's the amenities. It is the amenities, which is why I'm like, damn. Yeah. I want to stay here. (laughs) And now they're trying to make every apartment into a luxury apartment now. It's like, hey, some just be a regular apartment. I don't need all those amenities, to be honest. You know, I don't need the gym. Bruh, just give me a safe place um, where the walls are not thin so I don't hear my neighbors every move. Exactly. And it's not ghetto and it's clean Mm -hmm. and and I can afford and it's price that's nicely priced. And then like my part, we have, we have gas grills. We have two That's swimming nice. pools, two swimming two pools. Swimming pools. I haven't even got two swimming pools. Goddamn. Yeah. Two swimming pools. The, and the front swimming pool has big screen TVs out there at the, in the clubhouse and That's two, dope. two gas grills as well. So I'm like, just leave it like this. We don't need to add more because y'all just going to mm-hmm. do it. So y'all can raise the rent. Just keep it how it is. Exactly. That's all that they're trying to do. I was, my- go ahead. No, you got it. I was was blessed in my apartment complex. I'm living in the newest building, literally the first person to live in my apartment ever. And so, yeah, so it's really fucking nice. It's really neat. It's really clean. But I just, they're going to raise the rent for sure because of all that I just said. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's like, I don't need the, can you please? I don't need two two gyms. I don't need two business centers. I don't need all of that stuff. But now I feel like I have to use it because I'm paying for it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's nice though, because I work from home. So it's like I should be using these business centers. So I'm not like literally in my home all day. What's in the business long. centers? So they've got literally offices that you can go in and close the door it's just desk a nice big desk it is really dope actually they've got monitors they've got printers they've got like charging ports and all these things and so it's like a we work without the people and without the kombucha that that sounds so dope though like actually that's really good for someone that works from home if you're like for me if i work from home like literally that's my job and i never go in the office I would need something like that because I'd rather separate my apartment from work because I know that's when I started getting stressed when I was working mm-hmm. from home for those, what, five months straight. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, I can't sit in my bed on my laptop doing actual like work. I'll do like my creative projects, exactly. but I can't do work like that because then it's, I'm not going to separate it. So that would actually be helpful to give you some type of routine. Like for, for me, I know some, not everybody's like this, but for me, I would get up at a certain time, go over to the business office and work out of there for an hour, two hours, whatever, and then go shoot, then take a break and go to the gym, work out, take a shower and maybe work the rest of the afternoon from my living room or something. But that'll help break up that monotony, though. A thousand percent. And like, that's why it's nice to have the two bedrooms and call this like my office, but I don't need it because of all of that that I have at my complex that I'm like all right Courtney you can save a thousand dollars a fucking month by just going to a smaller space that a space is a good size for you and the only only downside is the internet isn't the best and I have to make calls and be on video conferences so like you said just going for at least the time where I'm not doing that is good because I can mm-hmm. send emails all damn day, add people on LinkedIn as much as I want, mm-hmm. and then just go home and make my calls. And hell I'm Gucci. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Because yeah, that would knock out the monotony. Like it's, 
Like my apartment, literally, I'm like I said, I'm in a one-one now. It's the exact same size as my two-bedroom. I just don't have two bedrooms now. Like it's still the same size. So like my living room is the same size. My bedroom is the same size. My kitchen is like all gotcha. of this. And the only bad thing is when I came in to do a walkthrough, I was like, so where's the the washer and laundry, the laundry oh. room? They said, oh, it doesn't come with a washer and dryer connection. I'm like, come on, bro. Cause I have a washer and dryer. I'm like, I come on dog. So then I thought about it. Then I started calculating it. And I looked up this uh, laundry services and stuff. And so I use a laundry service now that I, I sit my laundry on the patio or if I'm home, I'll just meet them at the door. They come and pick it up. Nice. Um, you, you put your stuff in on the app. They You don't have to provide detergent, bleach, dryer sheets, uh, none of that. Nice. They handle all of that. And they pick it up. That you get a notification when they pick up your laundry. Then you get a notification when they drop it off at the facility. Then you get a notification when they start cleaning it. You get another notification when they're finished. And then you get a notification when they're on their way. And then when they drop it back off. Do they so fold they, it for you? And that's what I was about to say. That's the best part. They fold uh-huh. everything. And so you can separate it. Like anything that you don't want to be put in the dryer and hanging up on a hanger, you put that in a separate bag. So when I get my laundry back, it's all in a, uh, it's all folded. And then the other stuff is hung up on the hanger with plastic around it. Like it came from the uh, washers. Uh, that's, so that's so cool. So I may not ever go back to doing my own laundry consistently because they fold it. Like that's, I the, know. And it's so soft and smells so mm. good too. And it is like, I had two bags of laundry. I had went almost a whole month without doing laundry and I had two <laughs> full bags of laundry. It was only $26. Damn, that's really good. The only thing you will provide is if you use like um, what's it called? Um, my mind went blank. Like when the you, scent boost. Yeah, scent yeah, boost. scent boost. Yeah, scent. That's the only thing. But that's three dollars. So I'm like, I'm saving money on water and yeah. shoot, even electricity. Just running a washer and a dryer. For I sure. Don't, I don't buy dryer sheets or uh, detergent or anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm so I'm like I'm saving money and it's so convenient. Like and the and one of the other best parts is. Let's say tonight on Wednesday, I go and put my order in on the app tonight. And if it's after six, after five or no, after seven, they don't come pick it up after seven. But I can put it in right now. They pick it up first thing in the morning around eight, nine, 10 o'clock, whatever. And they'll have it back by the next day, the next morning. They never have it more mm. than 24 hours. That's good. And then like the last time, actually, I submitted it late or whatever. I had already set it on my patio before I went to work, but I forgot to submit my order. So mm-hmm. it was like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I said, oh, let me hurry up before it gets too late. So I put it in and then I got a notification. They came and picked it up and I was sitting here in my living room working on whatever. And I get a notification that they had picked it up from my patio at like 7 p.m. Nice. And it was back on my patio by 9 a.m. the next morning. Mm. That's so, so not even 12 hours. Yo, like, so I get home from work and that's how I know I'm an adult. When those little, those small random things that make you happy now, mm. I'll, I'll get home from work and I see it's already on a patio folded. It makes my day. I bet. <laughs> it makes my day. Like that's one of the, uh, so yeah, I may not ever go back to doing my own laundry. To be Yeah. It, that makes sense too. Cause like, I think the, the thing that's most annoying about it is removing it from the dryer. And having to sort it, fold it, hang it, do all this stuff. Like I literally at this very moment have a load of clean laundry just sitting in my dryer and I'm just picking my clothes out from it yes. as needed. Yes. <laughs> and they're coming out wrinkly as hell because they've just been sitting in there for so long. But I'm like, you know what? That's I hilarious. live alone. I don't you know. Care. You, and that's, that's one of those perks of living alone because when early on, when I first got into like the professional world, became a real adult and all of that, I was one of those people that when I did my laundry, I, when the laundry's done, I take it out, I fold it and put it in the mm. drawers and everything. I never Amazing. let it sit. The older I've gotten though, now I just pull it out the dryer when I need it. If when exactly. I need some underwear, some socks, whatever, I'll go ahead and pull it out because I don't put my jeans in the dryer or my really nice shirts anyways. So I always just go ahead and hang those up on hangers and let those air dry. But I, I always used to be one of those people that was just, y'all folded it and everything. And now the older I get, let me just take one thing out of the dryer. But now with this laundry service, it comes back folded. Ooh. Speaking that's, of, so that's the real adult. That yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of chores, what are three chores that 
are there any chores that you enjoy doing? Like for me, I don't mind. I may kind of enjoy it or not even enjoy because no one truly enjoys chores, yeah. <laughs> but chores you don't mind doing. Like for me, I don't mind cleaning the kitchen because I'll just play music and I'll be mm-hmm. having fun and cleaning the kitchen. I'm also one of those people that clean as I'm cooking. So when I get done cooking, yeah. everything's pretty much clean. But like when I do a Saturday cleaning, like vacuuming, I don't mind vacuuming. Now, I was upset because I thought I was going to get the apartment that had hardwood floors all throughout. So I didn't have to vacuum anymore. But I don't mind vacuuming. I don't mind cleaning the kitchen. And then, you know, I love cooking. And I guess mm. some a lot of people will consider cooking a chore because mm. people hate cooking. So, but cooking, I love to do. And I don't mind vacuuming or cleaning the kitchen. Now, cleaning the bathroom, I hate. I hate cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just, I genuinely hate that. It's where people go to get either the dirt off of them or the dirt out of them so like that makes sense that I might have to name this podcast episode get the dirt (laughs) off of me or get the dirt out of me (laughs) (laughs) it's true though like I get that on the on the bathroom I just I don't I don't know like I don't mind dishes I don't mind sweeping but if someone were to be like hey Courtney I'll wash your dishes. I'll sweep your floors. I'll make your bed. I'll cook your food. I'll be like, okay, bitch. (laughs) See, now with the cooking part, actually, I would be like, nah, nah, I'm gonna do the cooking. I got that. But I would probably, if if you, if there was like a free service where you could pick between someone Mm. there's your laundry for free, cooking for free, um, cleaning for free. Cooking. I would, see, I would pick cleaning. Yeah, I just, I see, the thing is I'm, I can appreciate good food. Don't get me wrong. I definitely can. I just don't have the patience to make it, nor do I have like, okay, I'm going to need this small little thing for this recipe and this small little thing that is going to go bad if I don't make something else that utilizes it in like the next four days. And I'm just lazy and I don't see it as a value to my time to eat which I know is bad and I'm trying to change that but that's why if somebody makes it for me I'll definitely eat it but like I'm way less likely to eat good food if I have to make it myself like that's just facts so are you do you consider yourself Gen Z or no I I don't I don't I consider myself a beautiful mixture of Gen Z millennial because I was born in 97 so I'm literally on the cusp but I feel like Gen Z is very what's the word uh they're too too censored for me and like I like you say censored what you mean like give me some type of context because I think I know what you mean but I want you to explain it like I can't say I can't make certain jokes about like people even though they're jokes if like if I want to make a Jewish joke because I'm Jewish they wouldn't let me make a like you can't joke about the holocaust why not did you have family in the holocaust like (laughs) I don't fucking think so. All of us back in the day that when we all worked together at a particular university, we all mm-hmm. um we we used to have so much inappropriate humor. Um, you know, I will say so, which I agree with you because as a person who has worked with college students now since grad school, so for oh my god, so for 12 years I've worked with college students now since I was wow. in since I first started grad school and I went through various eras of young people. And I would say, like, because you, you're 27? 25, bitch. Oh, tw- 25. No, you said 1997. 25, yeah. 1997. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, you're, y'all are definitely, even if you technically are, mill- I mean, uh, Gen Z, y'all don't fit in with the Gen Z students that I know now. You're very different. And I will say, I love it when I meet, I do have a certain amount of students that remind me of y'all <gasps> that are that are like that, where... They just don't complain about the job. They definitely have a good, fun, inappropriate sense of humor. And we will joke about race mm-hmm. like crazy with each other. Like I have a, or like when Women's History Month, one of my students, women, I, I don't know if I remember if you was on the phone on FaceTime with us when I was telling about this, but Women's History Month. So we put, I put decorations up for our welcome desk for every month for whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So obviously Black History Month had February and then March was Women's History Month. And I said, well, I need to hurry up and order some decorations so they we can put them up by the time Women's History Month is starting. And one of my students, she's senior, a young lady, a woman, a female, a girl, 
Um, she goes, what I know I said, so what kind of decoration should we order? She goes, let's put up some kitchen supplies and let's put up some pots and pans and birth oh control. My, and birth control, that's actually so funny. She birth said, we'll put up some, some aprons, some big spoons, some forks oh my God. to remind women who they are. I, said, I love oh my it. God. I love it. I love then, it. In she, case you forgot. Right. <laughs> and then so I'm saying that joke. And so I'm telling my uh my co-workers, my colleagues, the pro staff about what she said. Everybody else is laughing. And then my supervisor, the director, this she's a very liberal white woman. Mm. The worst. <laughs> they low key, they annoying anyway. They're annoying. And because they want to be offended for everyone all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And she's like, I don't know if that's funny. I'm like, girl, <laughs> obviously she didn't mean it. Like, literally, the only reason we would make that joke is because we literally do not mean it whatsoever. Exactly. And we're not going to say it around other people anyway. But like, girl, get over, like, calm down. Get the stick out your ass, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that's so true. Like, they want to feel offended for other people. And a lot of times if you ask the other people, they're like, no, I thought that was funny. I love race, race humor, like just humor about the different communities is so like from the LGBTQ community, black people, Hispanics, Asians, uh, Jewish, all of it. It's, it's fun, especially when you can tell when it's not rooted in hate. Exactly. That's the key. As long as it's not rooted in hate, then we good. I remember now this was crazy. When I look back to high school, I oh had gosh. two, two, and, and I'm talking, so when I, I graduated in 06, so you know what back in that time was, and I remember- Was it that was before or after R. Kelly? Uh, so it depends on what you mean, because when we was younger, like, so when we first heard the R. Kelly stuff first came out, I was in like the eighth grade. Mm. This was like 2001 or something, 02 or something like that, when that first came out. We didn't, I'm 13, we didn't recognize the seriousness of it, though. Of like, course. it's just- be- and the reason also we didn't recognize the seriousness of it because all the comedians was mm. making fun of it and so like back then you just didn't know and so now and back at that time everybody's like have you seen the tape have you seen it so then random people got the vhs tape of it oh my god the vhs and i saw it he literally peed on that girl that's crazy like you could it wasn't it was not come. <laughs> It was Pete, which that's is wild. And that actually, and what's funny is that's when I first realized you were into that. No, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when I first realized people are into that type. There are people that are into that. I had no idea. I was shocked. But yeah, so the R. Kelly stuff happened when I was in like eighth grade around 01, 02, something like that. So I don't know that like you just you just didn't know that like, I'm 13. You make at 13, you make fun of everything. Mm. Oh yeah, also, especially re- a boy. And oh, especially that. Also, remember, I'm from the era where people used to say the fag word oh, to true. everything. And but for me, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like I'm never trying to front. I always thought I always hated that word. Yeah. I think it was. I think I just hated how the word sound. I yes. hated the word. I hated the word pussy growing up too, though. Like that word is just aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an aggressive Huckering. word. <laughs> yes, but like the FAG word, like I grew up in a time where if you fell down playing basketball and you're like, oh, my knee hurts, oh, this little maggot, like that's yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> and they called you gay for every damn oh. thing at that time. Like, I- yeah, it was a whole different era. So now, like we're talking about with Gen Z and stuff, there's certain things, yeah, I'm not gonna bring back, we're not gonna start saying maggot again mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. calling it now not calling each other gay now but the funny thing is my brother who's gay will he'll will he'll say something or i'll say something and he's like gay so he always he'll, <laughs> but it's like he can though you and know? we're brothers he's gay and we're brothers and like it it literally means nothing now we don't do that around mixed company because exactly liberal they white know you- women <laughs> exactly they don't know your plan and like I'll say that to people too. Like, I'll say it to my friends. I'll be like, ha, that's gay. But it's like, <laughs> you say it in a way where you know it's a joke versus like, if you say that's gay and you yeah. mean it as offensively, like there's it's a not, huge the, difference. The way we'll say it now is not the same way people was using it when I was in middle school, when they was, when they use it as an insult. Now exactly. People are, people are saying it ironically just for you to laugh at the fact yeah. you're saying it because they know you don't mean it. 
Exactly. Exactly. Like so, my, my friend posted a picture of like these two drawn out characters, two, two women who were like kissing and it was like a nighttime moon woman and like a sun woman, like they were kissing and I just swiped up and went, ha, gay. And she went, <laughs> right. she, she just said, ha, it is. And I was like, it's just funny because it's funny because we don't so, mean anything bad by it. It's correct. just like, ha ha. And it's not rooted in really any maliciousness or evilness or whatever. So I asked you if you think you're G- Gen Z, because we've talked about the laundry and stuff. And like with Gen Z now, that whole generation is a generation of a lot of them aren't even getting their driver licenses anymore. <gasps> They're all doing the like using laundry services and delivery, food, deliver grocery delivery services. Like Gen Z is now that generation. Especially the younger, the younger part of Gen Z, the high schoolers, the ones that are just now in college and stuff, they're truly growing up in the era of you do everything from your house, everything, movies, deliver groceries, laundry, uh, food, uh, everything. They rather just be at home almost. And so I want to know because I'm I'm 35 though, so I'm way older than them. Do you feel weird and totally separate from Gen Z? Yes. What do you, and what (laughs) of you though is Gen Z though? Like, do you, and then do you do anything that's more Gen Z? I would say the things that are about me that are Gen Z-like are the clothes. I do appreciate the style, the stuff they come out with. Do you wear baggy clothes? Because now that's back in style. I I don't because I appreciate my body and I want to show it off. She wants y'all to see them curves. I do. I work on it. I go and I work out every day. For the people who's just listening and aren't watching, Courtney is she's a very Jewish woman, first Mm -hmm. of all. Very Jewish. She you whenever I hear we'll get to this later. So, but whenever I hear someone like a woman do an impersonation of their Jewish or Italian mother, I think of you. Oh, you, you are literally the impersonation of the Jewish and Italian mothers, but for the the people that are listening and not watching Courtney is like, she's a skin, a very skinny young lady, but she is top heavy Mm -hmm. and has some curves. She is, she guys, she actually looks like uh, the letter P. See, here's the thing <laughs> that has stuck with me since you first said that. And I have been working on it ever since. And I have grown inches, multiple oh, inches. Oh, shit. So what now it's like a, it's like a, like a capital P with a pimple. It's not, <laughs> it's not a big pimple, but it's a pimple. All right. It's, it's, it's noticeable. It's a saying. noticeable pimple. It's a oh, noticeable pimple. Up. Like a pencil can fit there, not multiple, but a pencil. That's hilarious, bro. Thanks. I, I forgot I said that a long time. Ago. Oh no, you! I did it. Don't worry, I did it. <laughs> that is hilarious. And what's funny is, if I said that to you now around Gen Zers who don't know me, they would try to get offended for you, and you're sitting there laughing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's like they're. I get it. They're trying to fight the good fight, but not every fight is your fight to fight. Correct. So like know your space, know where you have authority and use it. Sure. But like, don't be talking for other people without even conferring to them. I know when to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I know know? when I see like, I'll get on Twitter. And first of all, Twitter is the area for gender wars and race wars all the damn time. But when I get on there and I see if black women are complaining about something that black men do, who am I to tell them exactly to, to not be offended or mad at something? And then like, it's either I can, I'll look at it like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Do I do that? Let me make sure I don't do that. And if <laughs> Check I did, yourself. Right. And if I did do that, guess I don't need to do that no more. So like, or and so instead, of, that's the problem with just the whole gender war stuff. Ain't nobody listening to one another. They're just trying to argue their viewpoint but um, exactly but so with gen z it's wild because now like when i grew up in the 90s baggy clothing in the early 2000s baggy clothing was the thing yeah that was popular wearing oversized tees wearing baggy jeans that you sagging and now the last two years i've seen with my students baggy clothes are backing with them they be wearing the baggiest of pants now do you think it's so thought do you think it's like because they're 
skinny and they don't want to show off their bod? No, I think it's I because the people that do it, they're all different sizes, though. That's fair. So from my all, at least from all my students that I've seen and stuff, like they're all. They, now I will say though, there I don't re, I can't remember any like really big people or overweight people doing the baggy clothes, and there probably is. Um, but I don't think it's because they don't like their body. I think that's just the style now. Mm. I, I really think it's the style, especially with the young ladies. Like, that's the whole style, like wearing some baggy type of pants, an oversized shirt, and some sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. And they're going to, and then they'll wear the sunglasses hanging on of their course. nose a little bit. And then they're, if they have a jacket on this baggy, they're going to have it hanging off their shoulder, letting the shoulder show. Yeah. So that is definitely very much Gen Z now. And it's wild because I remember my parents saying, there's nothing new under the sun. History repeats itself. A thousand percent. I am at that age now where I am seeing history repeat itself. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I am now on a daily reminder that I am getting old. Yeah. And that's a cool thing though, too, is like you get to, because you've seen, let's say a full cycle, you know what to expect. You know, oh, yeah. don't, don't throw away things. My mom did it. And so she's giving me some clothes that are like, stylish today i i like the colors like this type of shit like these colors and like pastelli and whatnot i'm here for it i just like and like flowers and things i don't really wear a lot of baggy clothes though no Me neither i i don't think i look great in baggy clothes Same. also also it, it accentuates the lack of and i and i be in the <laughs> and i be in the gym so my chest looks better in a shirt that actually fits me so I'm not wearing, I'm definitely not wearing baggy shirts. I'm not gonna wear baggy pants anyway. I'm 35. Like I just no need. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna wear overly baggy. And also, but I'm short and stocky though. Hmm. So I don't know if baggy clothes looks good on short and stocky. I yeah. think you either gotta be tall or if you're short, you gotta be skinnier where it looks really better on you. I don't know if baggy looks good that great on like really fat people. Yeah, I mean. Like you said, it's all different body types. When I imagine Gen Z in baggy clothes, I am truly imagining the 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 pasty, bleach blonde, white haired, white women. Oh That's no, what I imagine. It's, no, all of them do it. My from my students, I don't like right now. I have thirty five students on my staff, right? Oh wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And they, my students, don't think it's that much. And I said, look, I've been doing this a long time. When we was down there in Florida, we never had that many on my when you was working there. Mm-mm. we probably had the most like 26 yeah at the most but my students I literally have no white kids on my staff right now out oh, of 35 students nice Good. Right? Good. <laughs> right and then even last year the only white people was either uh, like two white girls and then like white gay guys I like we, so I don't even have, I never have straight white men on my staff actually you shouldn't they only <laughs> that's what problems. they all say and that's what every student says like well thank you for not hiring straight white men. I said, I didn't do it on purpose. First of all, don't get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, chill out. True. But like, I see, I see the black kids. I, mainly it's the Asian and the black kids that do it. Mm. It's the, Fashionable. A, the Asians and the black kids. And you always see when it comes to the young folk, people, I don't think they realize, but young Asian kids and black kids have a lot in common because a lot of Asian kids love the hip hop and black culture too. Oh, and, yeah. the, and the sneaker culture and the sneaker culture. Like I, th- I think about um, Janice. Mm-hmm. Janice, like she fits in with that crowd more. Like she fits in with the hip hop sneaker mm-hmm. and black culture more than whatever you young white folks are into. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, like Nico. Do you remember him? Yeah, he is an amazing dancer. Yeah, and like when you think of good break dancers, it's usually black people or asian people yep. never really white people are dancing do you and- remember you might i don't know if you was too young for when i was in undergrad there was a show on mtv called um america's best dance for abdc oh, yeah, yeah. I've what seen was it the jabberwocky name? yeah that was their name so i was gonna ask jabberwockies like no i know asian, asian folk and black folk can dance oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's yummy i used to i watched k i listened and watched k-pop for like six years predominantly male groups because they were hot and they danced and it was nice it was really nice so take it back around to the question oh yeah what else is gen z that you do 
Um, what is Genesee that I do? I am on, I do like electronics and the internet, I guess. Uh, and I use it. I think that's all of us though. I don't, because that really, the, it means to my internet and stuff that started big with the millennial generation. Though. Yeah. So I think I like, that kind of covers like three generations of people, to be honest. I guess, I guess here's my preface. I don't, the friends that I have currently are either homies from high school who aren't like Gen Z right. or people who are at least five years older than me. So I don't really know what Gen Z's up to these days. Okay. Cause so with Gen Z as a, as a man that is around a bunch of 18 to 23 year olds on a Walk daily lightly. basis, Lord <laughs> Jesus, they, I, I've learned new words from them. Oh my God. Like what? So, okay. So oh, I, I love telling people this story because people be so confused. One of my students, I'll ask them like, Hey, can you go downstairs and lock up the multi-purpose rooms? Per. I was like, what? He says, per. I said, what do you mean? He said, that means yes. I said, just say fucking yes. Like he says per instead of saying yes. Same syllable. But he just says One. per for like he all he says per. And he's gay too. Okay. So definitely. That's different. No, no, no. But it's like there's a lot, like a lot of the, the young women say that the black women say that and the gay and the gay men. Per. Per P-U-R-R. Per. As as if it's like perfect. It's no, it's their way of agreeing with you and saying yes. Per just per like I, anything i ask i'm like did you sign up did you uh did you submit your time card per or they'll say or uh and did they'll say did you do this and did and will and do like that them young folks say that all the time yeah i didn't i don't know that stuff. like that's like i'll say um don't come in late again you was late the last two days don't come in late again and won't <laughs> That is the 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 all, the young black folk. That's what they be saying. That um uh oh um and then the, they be like uh he got riz or he rizzed her up. And I'm like what? And so apparently when a dude's got like game or he's flirt with a chick and she's going with it, they be like he got riz. So what? Apparently one of my young comics said it's short for charisma. So they oh. say he got riz. He rizzed her up. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. I, I be the only thing I think. It's a Gen Z word is Miz, M-I-Z, which is miserable. No, excuse me. I'm a liar. It's mistake, mistake. I honestly don't know which one it is, to be honest with you. You might want to ask your, your kids, <laughs> which, what's oh, Miz? An N-G-L. Not going to lie? Yeah, I, I just learned that a couple months ago. Now, now, I know text lingo. That's, I, I know that, but like. I'm not really Gen Gen Z because I'm I'm a, I'm Jewish and so um I don't like to spend so that means money. You're an old woman. You're an old woman. That is that is that does, and I don't like to spend money on delivery. I don't like to spend money on services that I can do on my very well own without having to pay somebody else to do it. If I can do it, I'm not to say that I don't do that. Like I and I support local businesses, you know. I just, um, I'm not going to pay people to do things I can do because I want to spend my money on my food and my cats. See, Jewish and Black people have so much in common. They really do. And so do you feel like Jewish and Black people have beef? Because I heard people say that on Twitter, but I never thought that they really did. But after this past year or so, I'm like, oh, there's maybe a beef that I didn't know that was there. So I... I've heard the beef and I feel like from what I've heard about the beef, the beef is black people are the real Jews in the sense of like Jewish people took this, their story and like claimed it as theirs. So basically the oppressive Olympics who's oppressed more. Exactly. And it's like, at the end of the day, in my eyes, religion our stories passed on for hundreds of years. Things get mistranslated word of mouth. Mm -hmm. But who's to say what happened? What was what? Who was who? This man who walked on water. There's what, 500 people alive? 
Like what? Who? What's real? What's real? What's Cause, not? Because like, like with the Bible, it's it's written by man. So yeah. and and you know, history is told by the winners. So mm-hmm. we don't know who they done killed and who's lying. Or exactly. Anything. There was no video evidence of shit back then. Exactly. And it's, and it's like y'all, Jewish people and Black people are both two of the most mistreated, oppressed groups of people in the world in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just come together and go against everybody else? You know what I mean? To be honest, everybody should come together and just go against straight white men. That uh, That's the real enemy. And yet, white men be tricking. Like, it's wild to think, like, when you go into South Florida, it's wild to think how all those Cuban folk voted for Trump and how many Cuban folk... I know. Hate, and how many Cuban folk hate Black people. It's like, bro, those white people... They don't like y'all either, but because a lot of the Cubans in South Florida are white passing, mm, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all get a pass for it. But guess what? As soon as you start speaking Spanish, them racist whites ain't going to like your ass. Exactly. A thousand percent. Strongest <laughs> couple, Jewish woman, black man. Right. This is what it is. <laughs> right. this is what it is. Raise, right. your, raise your kids to be people, a person who fights for the people in a really good way. Like, Let's take the stereotype of rich juice and use that to everyone's advantage and right. like use that power. I, I read just... a, a I read an article that said like when they was talking about uh, dating outside your race and all of that and how some of the top interracial couples are Asian men and black women, mm, uh, nice. black men and Jewish women, and then uh, and I don't know if it's strong or whatever, but then white men and Asian women as well. Because mm. like for some reason, white women have like a, I mean, white men have a thing for Asian women. But then they also talked about how a lot of Asian women in those countries like love black men. Like oh. there's like, they fought like, like black men in the military talk about that, how when they're stationed in those countries, that those like Chinese people, Korean people, all of that, they just love black men for some Of course. Uh, for some reason, Will, come on. You know the reason. There was a documentary that talked about average penis sizes and it was literally the average countrywide. The smallest was Korea. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what specific country in Africa, but it was a country in Africa that yeah. had the largest. So you wonder why? I can give you a little well, hint. Well, because <laughs> then when you go down to like the average penis size for black men, it's like six, six and a half or something. And then like white men, it's like four or something mm-hmm. or five. And then Asian men was like 3.6 or something. And so that's how you, a lot of black women that's been with black men are spoiled because then they get a man yeah. who just has yeah. an average size penis. And yep. they're like, what is this? It's, because they've been messing with black men they have yep. bigger <laughs> exactly exactly and it's like it's true though i i dated a dude who was like a quarter asian and he did have a smaller he was white penis. and asian yes white oh. and asian white oh. and asian i know but i will i i guess height does definitely take effect too but in general it's like most Asian men are shorter too. And like, mm-hmm. it's very different. People like from different, uh, not companies, from different countries are di- are like just built differently. Yeah. Like hair wise too. Like Greek men are really hairy. Mm-hmm. Korean men are not. Yeah. And so like if a lot of times when you, these Asian countries are really homogenous. So that's like all the same exact race. Mm-hmm. some beautiful brown man comes into their life that has hair all over his body and like a dick bigger than a pencil amazing <laughs> like let me too the right because like look at like bengali people i've a lot of uh been around a lot of bengali students now since i've been here and uh because here at the current university i'm working at um it has so the same way back in florida where it was uh that high number of Hispanic students, mm-hmm. it's like that with Asian students where I am now. Cool. So like my staff is like, I said, 35 students on my staff, like 17 students are Asian. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. 17 students are like Chinese and Korean. Cool. So I've, I've learned uh, some Chinese, Korean, and then some Bengali students. 
And so uh, the difference is Bengali students are Asian, but they're not like, they're totally different than Chinese and- For sure. Obviously. Tan. Right, right. And so, and then there'll be Muslim, Bengalis are going to be Muslim most of the time and like Mm. Koreans and Chinese. Some are Muslim, but I think more of them are like Hindu, I want to say. I think a lot of them are Hindu, but like, like one of my students, she was talking about how when it comes to like Bengali men and women, like Bengali people are normally more hairier. Mm-hmm. They're usually hairy and all that. Um, their food is hella spicy. And like black people like seasoning and spicy, but Bengali people, it's not as seasoned as black people food, but it's hella mm. spicy though. Mm-hmm. But it's hella spicy. And then their parents are a different type of strict than black people strict. Like they're like, cause they also, a lot of them still believe in, finding a a, a a wife or husband for your kids and yeah. they don't even know them so like even still I didn't know I didn't know that was still a thing in 2023 yeah, one of my students literally one of my students last week was telling me that their parents want her to be in an arranged marriage <gasps> she's no. a senior she she turns 22 next week actually about to graduate and still in 23 her parents want her to be in an arranged marriage yeah yeah and so that's i didn't even know that was actually going on still but she talked about how like bengali people they're normally a little bit hairier they're a short culture of people a lot of them the men are short as well but she talked to her and another bengali girl it was talking about how she was saying bengali men ain't shit blah 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 i said so like most cultures that men really are shitty and yeah a lot of men are shitty in almost every culture i think (laughs) the difference when you go to different cultures though especially the asian culture women are not even just the women the men and women but specifically the women for this conversation they're very um walking on eggshells very apologetic all the time Mm. don't want to piss anybody off they're very i'll do what he tells me to do type of thing but when you go to once again when i'm black and jewish and hispanic culture Mm women normally normally aren't taking that shit now obviously the patriarch blah 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 but for my experience with black women and jewish women and hispanic women they don't fuck around they don't take shit no and that's why i've always i've always loved jewish women i remember in college i used to say man i'm gonna date me a jewish woman one day but i can't say that today in 2023 because then they'll be like is, oh. that a, is that a kink that you is that it? you're fetishizing a whole yeah. like culture <laughs> no i just know that jewish women are much more um comparable to black women mm-hmm. <laughs> that y'all been through the struggle y'all got discriminated against i mean obviously it's different type of discrimination i get it all of that but they've been discriminated against they've been through the struggle and jewish women just like black women will speak their minds and just but my stomach hurt out of nowhere <laughs> like didn't nobody ask you if your stomach hurt and he yeah. just just gonna tell you or just randomly text you and mm-hmm. tell you how shitty their day was without me asking mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna do that so take care of problems talk to the people in charge make sure shit gets done oh, just because it's like it it's ain't like right the, it's like the whole thing of like people they joke about it on twitter all the time where they're like you're on a date with your girl and the waiter brings you the wrong food and you're like and you say oh man i ordered fries not potato wedges and you're like whatever i just eat it and your girl's like uh-uh hell no let's go tell this waiter you brought him the wrong food and exactly. the man the man are like nah it's all good but <laughs> black women and jewish women gonna tell now nah, uh-uh get the right food exactly you can leave those two but <laughs> yeah, bring well, what he ordered might as well leave that here since he already touched the plate exactly but bring what i ordered though like, exactly black people and jewish people always looking for a deal Mm-hmm. We're looking for you. Always, always. Like I don't, I don't go to Publix unless it's Bogo because oh, I don't, yeah. I don't care otherwise. I really. Speaking, that's speaking of Publix, the twenty piece chicken wings has went from when I first moved to Florida, they were eight ninety nine. Okay, them things are fourteen ninety nine now. Oh my god, that's almost double the price. What the fuck, bro? When I first I got to Florida in twenty fourteen, January twenty fourteen, wow. and they were eight ninety nine, and I just remember every all you Floridians, Publix chicken wings are this or that, and I'm like, ain't no grocery store got no fire chicken wings, and then I finally tried it. I tried it at Trinity's actually, and They're good. Then, and you know I'm a wing connoisseur, so I know some wings. And that shit was delicious. It's what I miss. Being a vegan, it's like literally the biggest <laughs> thing that I miss is Publix boneless chicken. 
That's, that's very it. liberal and white of you to be a vegan, by the way. Um, it is, it is. Um, because <laughs> I am, and I'll admit it, I'm privileged and I'm in a spot where I can afford good vegan oh, food. Yeah, because it ain't cheap. So it, you can be vegan cheaply, but it's not tasty. Like you could eat beans you- and rice all the time. But it's not going to be good after a while. Correct. And I'm a person, like, when I first moved to Florida, that's when I started eating beans and rice all the time, being around all those uh, Jamaicans, Haitians, and Hispanic mm-hmm. folk. And so I still, to this day, I eat brown rice and black beans, like, three days a week. But I be eating it with chicken wings. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll eat it you know? with, like, chicken wings and chips and salsa and shit. And, and that's different. But, yeah, vegan, like, my homeboy, my brother, his boyfriend's vegan. And, you know, I like to cook and stuff. He comes over. I'm like, man, I got to get something specifically mm-hmm. for him. And, I mean, a lot of be good, though, but you paying a little bit more. You paying a little bit more. Paying a little bit more. And the saddest thing is, it's like, it used to be, okay, but more and more brands are going to come out. Things are going to be cheaper. Yep. And while that is, like, ec- economically the truth, they know that vegans are willing to pay more. So they're not dropping the price. They're keeping it at what it is. And I'm fucking willing to pay for it because I want this good processed fake ass meat because I like the way that it tastes. And that's just what I'm going to do. But I am in a financial spot that I could do that. I know not everybody is. That's why I don't pressure people to be vegan. The way that I like to talk about it is through what I eat. And so I'll take people to restaurants and I'll be like, I will buy this food for you. Just try it. It's so fucking delicious, bro. <laughs> um, never introduced you at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, by the way. <laughs> we just started talking. Uh, we got the homie Big Court. Big Court. Uh, Big Court, uh, letter P Court in the building. No, P with a pimple. <laughs> P with a pimple. We got, we got P. That's what I'm start calling you. We got P with a pimple in the building. Uh, straight out of Florida. Straight out of Florida. You know, uh, normally this is the first question I ask, but obviously it's not the first now. But um, first question: How okay. is your? Uh, is minimize your fucks? That's the name of this segment. Minimize okay. your fucks. Okay. Um, what are you? What are you doing? to stay mentally healthy so Uh, i say minimize your fucks i mean when i the reason why i call it minimize your fucks is because i feel like as an adult you have to minimize the amount of fucks you give out on a daily basis because you can you can only have so much shit that you can care about so how are you minimizing your fucks to stay healthy where's your mental at right now um, the way I'm minimizing my fucks to stay healthy is I'm only focusing on my own happiness and I'm not caring about what other people think, what they want to do. Cause I was in a relationship for like a year and some change. It ended in February. And I realized the reason why I was so unhappy is I was <laughs> trying to make that person so happy. And now I'm like, wait a second. I think if I stop caring about what other people want mm-hmm. and I care about what I want, I'm just going to live a better life. And I have given so many less of fucks. It's insane. And I'm, and I'm so much happier and I have like better, more like quality relationships than I had before. And so it's a, it's a good time. Wait, so, cause young people definitely will lose themselves totally in a relationship. Mm-hmm. and it's definitely women but young men do it too young people in their early 20s do this shit like crazy when mm-hmm. I got to when I literally got to a point where I just didn't care about what anyone had to say about my life also because a lot of those people that may judge you or have something to say about your life they don't know mm-hmm. actually they they are very surface level in their judgment it's like when people tell me Oh, uh, I can tell from your social media, you live a wild life. You be wild and partying. I'm like, I really don't, bro. Like, yeah, they think just because you're out, you're part of like, I go to brunch yeah, on the weekends. Like I go out during the day. I don't go to clubs. I don't do nightlife. Mm-hmm. I like day mm-hmm. drinking. I like day drinking and going out and being home by eight, nine o'clock. Going to bed, bro. Come bro. on. <laughs> I'd be like, there are weekends where I'm in the bed by 10 o'clock. Like I mm. have no problem doing that. So, nice. but people- you just realize people don't know what the fuck they talk about. They, they, 
people don't know shit for shit. That's what I'm, they don't know shit for shit. So the moment you give up and like, oh, why would I give a damn about what these people got to say? Fuck them. Exactly. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. I'm going to be myself. And if y'all like it, cool. If you don't like it, cool. You okay. don't have to talk to me. I yeah. do not care. It's no skin off my neck. And so I've like stopped caring as much what people think and started to care more about what I think of me and like trying to make this. Because if you love yourself, like 45%, because you just do. If someone comes in and loves you 50%, you're going to be like, damn, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not even that it's not even like a full amount. So, say that say that again. That was that was dope. Say it again. So if you love yourself only 45%, someone can come in and love you at 50%. And you think that is so much, but it's not a lot at all. So I'm trying to get to the point where I am 100 percent in love with myself. I'm totally cool spending time alone. I go out to like concerts by myself I do things by myself that I don't need another person to enjoy it so that way when someone does want to enter my life they have to add to it they're not completing me they're complimenting that I can be totally fine without them but I feel cool with them because I ain't trying to settle again that shit was fucked and so so not anymore um so what you just said, that was dope as hell. Uh, I don't think enough young people recognize that though, because it's true. If I only love myself at 45%, if someone just gives me 50%, damn, they really love me. I really appreciate this. Oh my God, if, they made me breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're used to, if you're used to the bare minimum where, I even had to recognize that with women when I got to a certain age too, because a lot of women, especially with cuss of social media now, there's a lot of beautiful women that on social media, everybody just shows them love all the time, all the mm-hmm. time, all the time. So they're not stressed or worried about what you're bringing them because they get love from everybody. So like I'm talking to them and it's the bare minimum. They don't have a lot of conversation at all. It's it, their text message is W-I-D, what you do. Oh, God. Like, it's so simple, very surface level, no conversation at all. So the moment I have a woman that just shows interest, and mm-hmm. that has a little conversation. I was like, damn. She loves is, me. Like, damn, like, is it, we got a future here. We might get married in the next five years. This is mm-hmm. great. Then I mm-hmm. sat back and look, I'm like, oh, this is still the bare minimum, but it's my fault because I didn't appreciate who I was. Mm-hmm. And I barely loved myself and I was insecure as hell. Mm-hmm. And so I would just accept whatever and put mm-hmm. up with whatever bullshit. And I'm, yep. and then you didn't trick yourself into thinking this person. It's oh yeah great they mm-hmm. are a great person mm-hmm. a thousand percent it's like you shouldn't be fighting for your minimum requirements like if that's a struggle to get someone to have a conversation with you or get someone to just like be interested in your friends or be interested in the things that you like where you don't feel like you're dragging them every single time that's that shouldn't be a struggle if it is leave them because mm-hmm. there's someone out there who will like it and like people forget that there's more than just the country that you live in there's more than just the state the people around you leave explore go get yourself cultured find new people around the very, world that's a very privileged and rich thing for it me is to a say. privileged and rich <laughs> thing for me to say that is very true <laughs> But if you're, if you can do it, go ahead and do it. it. Go ahead and do it. But even just in your city, expand your circle then. Exactly. It's what I learned from when I first moved to Florida and started meeting all these different people that wasn't just from Florida, but from all over the country and then people from different places in the world and then living here now and meeting people from all over the world. You you grow up so much meeting mm. people that have totally different experiences than you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it took me until I was like 25 years old to really meet people that had very different upbringings and different experiences than me to realize a lot of us are more similar than I thought, but then 
you just grow so much when you learn about other people's experiences and, oh, I'm going to try this out. I never heard of that. I didn't know people did that. Or I didn't know people thought that way. And you get people that will challenge your ideas on things. You get mm-hmm. people that would kind of like challenge your idea in the sense of, am I settling for bullshit? Exactly. Or, or no, no, this is who I am. Like you discover, you discover more of who you are when you meet people who are nothing like you. Exactly. Exactly. Is, it's a really dope feeling to have. I remember when I was in elementary school, they had us do this really random and weird quiz. And I forget what the entirety of the quiz was, but I remember one question specifically was like, should you hang, like, what's better to hang out with someone who has all of the same interest as you or somebody who has different interests? And I got it wrong because I put different interests because I was like, then you can learn new things. You can learn things that you didn't know you liked before. You can learn things that like, now you know you don't like it. Yeah. But I was told I was wrong and I didn't get 100% on that quiz and I was <laughs> mad. And looking at back at it now, I'm like, that was really a really bad thing to tell children to not diversify their friend group right. and like not more diversify. Of it, more of it is, I want a mixture of it. Someone that has some of the interests that I have. Yeah. Because, because if you have at least some interests, then y'all can relate to each other somehow. But mm-hmm. then have different interests where you put me on to something different that I would have never known anything about. Like when exactly. I, I remember when I lived in Florida, I fell in love with this, uh, this Puerto Rican chick that put me on the empanadas. Uh, I, yum. I didn't know nothing about empanadas. And Lord, she came over to the crib one Friday night and she would come up and she would just randomly cook up some food. She brought, the, she brought the empanada dough and all of that. That was oh, the girl. first time, first time I ever had empanadas. And mm. I will forever love that woman because she made me empanadas and we laughed and she played her music too. And I was like, nice. this is this is pretty dope. But we also yeah. we had some stuff in common. Just we had just enough in common. Yeah. But she put me on to that. Like I would have never learned about empanadas if it wasn't for her. Exactly. And like everyone affects your life differently. And right. to the point of like, yeah, you got to have some common core interest. Yeah. But if your lifestyles are completely, utterly different, where like one person loves to go out, drink and party and the other person doesn't, that's just like not really going to work. At that the that end might of the be, day. A, it might, it, it might work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be yeah. hard because you'll have to find the balance of like, because like me, I like going out, but I also like being at home. Yeah. I, I, being at home is a. It's cool. It's a beautiful. It's comfortable. Feeling. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Like yeah. being at home and not wearing a lot of clothes and just uh, uh-huh. minding my business. And I know, uh-huh. I know the price of everything in my oh, house. Well. <laughs> so I'm not having to spend a bunch of money. Exactly. <laughs> and I live in Atlanta. So they be like to raising prices and busting heads and all that uh-huh. bullshit. So uh-huh. Lord Jesus. And it's like, even, even if like, because there are places where you can go out and you don't have to drink. Right. I think it's like, so like what happened for me in my last relationship was like, I was the person who did like to drink and I don't like to drink that much. And so like, I always felt weird that I was the one who was always driving because of it. When we were with their friends, they would all be drinking. And I was just like there and they didn't include me in a sense or like my partner didn't say okay I won't drink with you because Mm -hmm. like so you're not alone and I was like that never happened and so just to have like at least I don't know someone who's there for you in that sense do you feel like you ever did you ever say something to them to let them know that I did I was like I feel as if I'm always the odd one out of you of our your friend group when we're hanging out and he's like well you're the only one not drinking so and I was like well I don't want to so right. I don't know what you want from me <laughs> which is like I get nauseous bro that's it I feel it because so what do you feel like you've learned good and bad about yourself from being in a relationship uh bad I rely on them a lot and I like lose myself in them 
and I'll forget about all of my dreams and my goals, my aspirations, my morning routine, my night routine, everything that I've set up to make myself successful just fades away because I want to spend time with them and I want to just be with them all the time. Do you feel like, do you feel like looking back at that, it's like you can't really be mad at them because that's what yeah, you did? A hundred percent. I can't be mad. I can't be mad at that. I can be mad at other things, but I can't right. be mad at that. And that's what I did apologize for in a very long Google document that I shared with him. Oh, <laughs> I was like, this is my feelings and these are my apologies. Please read it if you're willing. That um, is such a woman thing to do. <laughs> It, it, he, yeah, he didn't do one back, so it's okay. But he wrote a lot of texts, that's for sure. Lord Jesus. All right, um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I have a game we're going to play. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we'll be right back. Chicken and liquor hour. 